we have people that are tuning in online. And, and it's been interesting to watch, church. I got to tell you that it's been interesting to watch how there's, there's so many more people that are tuning in online that are, that are in person right now. And, and so some weeks, there's like, it's like we've had a lot of people in the building who are like, oh man, we might be getting close to the 25% number. And then there's weeks where we're a little bit below that number. And, and so it's just such an interesting thing. So if you've never been in person, I would welcome you to come. And, and, uh, but, you know, and, and if, you, uh, if you're not comfortable yet, totally understand this is a very interesting time to try to lead, an interesting time to be part of a, a culture and society. But here's what we do know is that earthly kingdoms rise and fall. We know that, that things in this world will come and go. Trials and tribulations will come and go in different forms and, and through different seasons in life. But we serve a God that is consistent. He is faithful. He is for you. He is not against you. And even in the middle of this all, listen, as, as a church, we follow the kingdom of God more than we do the kingdom of man. And so sometimes when the kingdom of man seems uh, uh, ups and downs and shaky, listen, we serve a good, good God who is faithful in all seasons of life. Amen? Amen. Listen, let me grab my podium real quick. I forgot to bring it out. I know what you're thinking. Why did you do that? I don't know. I don't know why I forgot. I, I pulled it out and I, I forgot to grab it. And so, guys, today we are going to be in a uh, new series, or not new series, next week I'm starting a new series. Um, we're going to start a new series in the book of Daniel, and we're talking about the life of Daniel starting next week. So I encourage you to, uh, to be here or tune in online. We, we welcome you to be part of that. Today I want to talk to you about the idea of the foundation of faith, the idea of having a foundation of faith a foundation of faith. But before I get into that, I want to welcome anybody who is maybe first time tuning in. If you would like to get connected to our church, you can do that by texting the word guest into our office phone number. And if you do that, it kind of just starts a, a relationship. You can give us your name and info and, and we'll text you right back and we'll get, get right back with you. And, and, uh, and so we can kind of start that, that whole relationship because we love to make new friends. And so we welcome you to just text in and, and kind of get to start to know our church and get to know us. And, and also at the same time, we're going to receive tithes and offerings. And so if you're here with us this morning, you can do it through the drop boxes that are here or online. Um, and if you're online right now, you can do it by texting in give to our office number and that'll send you the link for online giving. And let's pray and receive the offering. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all that you've given us. And God, we thank you that even though our earthly world is a little bit topsy-turvy right now, we know that we have a rock and we have um, a foundation of faith in you. God, I just ask that as you've continued to bless us, God, allow us to be continue to be generous people who are giving and, and returning the tithes back to the house of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right. A foundation of faith. A foundation of faith. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, uh, and you look at how a house is built. They always pour the foundation. But, you know, before they do the foundation, they do dirt work. I don't know if you know this. They, they actually will dig up the dirt. They'll, they'll reposition the dirt. They'll pack the dirt down. The dirt work is what makes it so that the foundation has, the concrete foundation has something to stand on. And, and if the, if the found dirt work is right and the foundation is right, and this is the stuff you don't really see when you're living in your house. But the things that you don't see, that foundation matters, doesn't it? It, it really, really matters because if you don't have a good foundation, then the things that you're building on top of that will start to crumble over time. It's the same thing with our bodies, right? We have to have a, a foundation in our body that, that in order for us to be able to grow, in order to um, stay healthy, right? And what's that foundation look like? Typically, it's diet and exercise. Ugh, diet and exercise. I, I, I got to say, like, uh, I like exercising a little bit. It's kind of fun to me. 
that the diet part is so hard, right? The diet part is so hard. What happens is I, I have a really good workout, and I feel like I've justified the cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the diet and the exercise. I mean, it's like, well, I just burned. My little watch just told me I burned 500 calories, and you hold up that soda can, and like, that's only 160. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. You know, the problem is a little while later in the day, you're like, that's only 160. <laughs> and then this is only, and then some cake, and then some, and then pretty soon, like, you, you burned to 500 at the gym, but then you've eaten 800 to compensate for your 500 at the gym because you weren't taking attention to the diet and the exercise. You know, it's a diet and they go together. And so during COVID, when all the gyms were shut down, I couldn't exercise. I also did not change my diet. And so everybody's talking about the COVID-19. I was worried about the COVID-15. You know, it was packing on, and, and I was like, oh, my goodness. So now, now I'm, I've, I had to focus and help get that off as fast as possible. But, you know, I've noticed this because I've been working out now for the last few years, trying to focus on physical health. And, um, and, and so I noticed that, that going to the gym, there are different weights on the rack, Maybe you've, you've seen this, and they have the, the racks of, of dumbbells, and, and every man is like, I want to grab the biggest looking one without it necessarily being the heaviest, you know? Um, you know how they have like the different sizes, and there's a point where like they all just look big and like manly, and it's like, I want the biggest, manliest looking weight that I can get, you know? And so when I'm doing any kind of exercise, and, and if I'm at the gym and I see somebody else with a heavier weight than me, um, I look at them and I think, Am I stronger than them? I don't know. Maybe. I want to find out. And so we start picking up heavier weights, or I start picking up heavier weights. I don't know what this is. Maybe it's counseling for me about my insecurities. But, but I want to pick up all these heavier weights, you know, and I want to try to lift heavier and stronger and, and be buffer and, and tanner and, and whatever else it is, you know, bigger up here, smaller in my stomach, you know, all those things. Like we start to try to do these things. And at the gym, what I found is that I could not pick up the heaviest weights that were there because I wasn't strong enough to pick it up. And so my, now the gym I was going to actually had a little workout program and a schedule. And so I would go and so I'd start lifting weights. Guess what? I started with the smaller weights. And I had to work my way up to the heavier weights. I started with the smaller weights and had to work my way up to the heavier weights. Today I want to talk about the foundation of faith that's in our life. And, and, and our faith is like that. Our faith is like a muscle. We have got to exercise it, physically exercise our faith so that it grows and builds stronger and stronger in our life. In the beginning, I could hold a plank uh, for like five seconds, and I'd start shaking, and I'd fall down, you know, and I couldn't handle it. And, and then now I can do it for like 10 seconds, you know, but, but it's like, you know, you, you start to build those muscles, and you get stronger and stronger, and the foundation that's in your body starts to grow and grow. Faith is the same way. You don't start with the 45-pound dumbbell curls still can't do that but you know you start with what the the, the 10 pounds or whatever it might be and, and, you, and then once that becomes easy enough to handle you handle a little bit more weight and a little bit more weight and a little more weight our faith is the same way when our faith is challenged some of us will start to cower back and think "Ooh, is this really God that's challenging me I don't know and this is this is hard maybe God is trying to upgrade your faith Maybe God is trying to upgrade something in your life. And in order to upgrade that and to build that faith muscle even stronger, he's got to add a little bit of weight to what's going on. Because you know how it is, right? You start with the 10-pounders, and then, and then after a while, you're like, I'm going to go to the 12-pounders. And then COVID happens, and it's like you have to jump from 12 to 25 because you're stressed out all the time, and your faith maybe wasn't very strong. But COVID is making our faith stronger, isn't it, church? Through the middle of this, we understand that, yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's hard. But as we lean into who God is and how, how he's provided for us and taken care of us, we start to realize that our faith grows stronger in the midst of adversity. 
Our faith grows stronger in the midst of adversity. And what you look at and what your perspective is really, really matters. It really matters. What are you looking at and what are you feeding yourself? And and what are you feeding your body and your soul and your spirit? What are the things that you're watching and you're listening? If all you're doing is looking at the fear stuff that's on television, you will start to cultivate a fear inside of you that isn't necessarily from God. it's, It's not from God. And so, because we shouldn't have a spirit of fear, right? And so when when we're feeding ourselves the stuff and are cultivating that, it happens. What we what we look at, what we measure, our perspective matters. When when I first started joining the gym, I had a target in mind. You know what I did? I said, I want to lose X amount of pounds. So I jumped on the scale of day one, and it was 200 and something on the scale. And I thought, oh man, I got to get that under 200. And so I, I started working out really hard. After a couple of months, the scale number was still the same. And I was a little bit discouraged. And I thought, well, I'm just going to keep after it. I'm going to keep after it. And my scale number stayed the same. It stayed the same. And it went down a little bit, but it still kind of stayed the same. And, 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 and here's what I found, though, was that the scale number was staying the same, but my body shape and size was different. Right? My clothes were fitting differently. You know, the, the, the number was the same on the scale, but, but my jeans all of a sudden were getting a little bit looser. And, and I had to wear a belt because they were too big. And, and, and like, but, this, but the number stayed the same. What you look at matters right? There's progress that's happening in your life. There's progress that God is doing in you and through you and, and around you, and he's building something inside of you. But, but what you look at matters. You've got to make sure that you're measuring the right things. Because, you know, with faith, sometimes it's like, I don't feel like I have it all together. I don't feel like I'm getting stronger. I don't feel, I don't feel like this is happening. But see, the thing you have to look at is go, well, I know that the Lord is still in charge, I know that he is his kingdom that reigns and rules over everything, not this earthly kingdom that we are part of. I know that I'm conquering bigger battles because the battles you're conquering today were battles that you weren't able to conquer not too long ago because that faith is building. Sometimes we think, I don't feel like I'm conquering everything right now. Well, yeah, that's maybe because, you know, we all have a little bit extra weight on us right now. You might feel a little bit sore from what's been going on. When you upgrade your weights at the gym, your body feels sore. When you upgrade your faith, your body's going, you're going to feel it. You know, it's going to be a little bit different. Don't get discouraged, church, just because you aren't feeling what you thought you might feel in this moment. I believe that as we lean into God and as we submit ourselves to his rule and his authority, our faith and our faith muscle will continue to grow and get stronger and stronger and stronger so that we can even carry, we can carry even more weight as God calls us to carry more weight. Today we're going to look at the book of Joshua and Joshua chapter 1. And Joshua is, a, is the guy that, that took the Israelites from the, from the wilderness into the promised land. And there was a, a whole conquering streak that they went on. And they went and conquered all the different tribes and villages and stuff that were in that area. And they made it God's promised land in that time. And so, but leading up to that, Joshua chapter 1 verse 7, it says this. Only be strong and very courageous. This is... This is what God is telling uh, Joshua. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. 
You'll have good success. It's interesting. It doesn't say, you know, it says only be strong and very courageous. Only be strong and very courageous. Sometimes we want to add extra stuff in there, don't we? Like, like only be strong and courageous and have a good strategy. Only be good and strong and courageous, but, but also have this and also have that. But God is saying to Joshua, only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do what God's word has said to do. So here's what I'm going to talk about is this. On the foundation of faith is that it really breaks down to three things. We're hearing, we're speaking, and we're, we're doing. And so the first one is this, is hearing the word initiates faith. Hearing the word initiates faith. You see, God had promised them that they would defeat their enemies. God had promised it. And Joshua's confidence was born out of God's word because he had heard the promises of God and, and he, it, it started something inside of him. And so in order to be successful, Joshua had to be obedient. Right? In order to be successful, Joshua had to be obedient. Obedience comes by hearing and doing of the word of God and, and hearing comes before doing because you can't do what you haven't heard. You, you can't do what you haven't heard. You've got to be able to hear what God is telling you to do. Church, this looks very um, spiritual. Can, I, can, we, can we go there for a minute? This, this doesn't like, listen, I'm just going to read the text. Like, okay, uh, da, da, da. when you read the text, it should activate your spirit and your faith in a way that you can spend time with God and you can hear from God yourself. It's not just intellectual. It's not just informational, because if we reduce a relationship with God down to just an informational data points, we're missing the, the meat of what God has for us. We're missing the entire package. He was actually, the text in the Bible was designed so that we would be driven into an actual vibrant relationship with him. It's not just informational, it is spiritual. There is something inside of us that God is trying to cultivate with his word. I can read a book about my wife and feel like I know a lot about her. But let me tell you, there's a little bit something different in reading about my wife and hanging out with my wife, right? There's a little bit something different that happens. You know, I can read about my wife, but when my wife holds my hand and touches me, right, it's like, hey, my heart goes a little pitter-patter. There's, there's some feeling. There's some emotion. There's, there's something there beyond words on a paper. Could, words on a paper could never convey and communicate what can actually happen in a real relationship with someone. Listen, the words on the paper and God's word, those things can come alive and be in a place where it cultivates a relationship with you and God. So the hearing of the word initiates something in your spiritual walk. You, gotta, you must consume as much of God's word as you possibly can so that can help to feed and cultivate and, and, and initiate your faith. The second thing is this, is speaking the word activates your faith. Speaking the word activates your faith. I'm hanging out with my wife. I can think she looks good. But when I say she looks good, something happens. I activate something. You know, it's like the old guy that says, well, I've been married to you for 45 years. I told you I loved you in the beginning. I'll let you know if anything changes. You know, it's like that is not going to end well. That's not going to be a good relationship. My relationship with my wife is fantastic because we tell each other how much we love each other. And like, wow, you look good this morning, you know. And like we say the things that we are thinking in our head. Guys, we have got to say the things. We've got to speak the faith into existence. We've got to speak the word of God because it helps activate our faith. When you hear the word, it's like turning the key in the ignition. Speaking the word is like putting the car 
and drive. You have this engine power, and when you speak it, you're connecting it through a drivetrain into the wheels of your vehicle, so it's transferred into the ground. When you hear the word of God considering a particular issue, the possibility to increase your faith is now in play. When you hear this thing, you're like, okay, my faith can now engage in this area. And you activate your faith by speaking God's word. In Joshua 1a, that second verse, it said, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. I think most of us substitute mouth with heart and mind. Do not let this book of the law depart from your heart and your mind. No, it actually says your mouth. It's a speaking of the word that activates things. See, God specifically told Joshua, keep your word in your, keep my word in your mouth. And Proverbs even says that the power of life and death is in the tongue, which means our words have power and tied to them. And as we confess God's word into our life, we speak faith into the areas of our life. As we quote God's word in there, as we start to receive from the Lord and speak it out, we activate something. You see, Joshua had to make the word of God a natural part of his vocabulary. And speaking to others, but I think also in speaking to himself. Sometimes, sometimes we got to speak God's word to ourselves. Can I let you in on a little bit of a secret? I preach to myself more than I preach to you. Right? Like, I preach to myself more than I preach to you. When I'm reading God's word and I see something that jumps out because it's something I'm personally wrestling with internally and my faith is maybe weak in a certain area, and I read those verses, I start preaching to myself. You know what I'm saying? I get on the organ and I'm like, mm, and the Lord says uh, to Matthew, uh, that's right. Strengthen your faith. You know, I, I start going for it, you know, and I'm like, and I really start to like preach even into myself and into the mirror and as I'm driving down the road and even listening to worship music and, and, study, and that just activates some faith inside of me and I start, I preach to myself so good sometimes I want to give myself an offering. Then like I want to, you know, take up an offering and I want to like you do an altar call and I'm like, I'm going to lay hands on myself and receive from the Lord, you know, and, and like I want to do it. Like I, it's just like sometimes you have to preach to yourself and that isn't just something that preachers do. It's something that you should be doing, you can do. It's something that you start to tell yourself, preach to yourself what you know God's word says. Activate some faith inside of you. Speak it out. Let God's words be in your mouth. Because, you know, I got to tell you, here's one. Some days I get frustrated with my own inconsistency. I do, I get frustrated. And so then I gotta, I gotta preach to myself. So I open up my Bible to Lamentations and it says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases and his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. If that's what God's faithfulness is and his mercies are new every morning, that means my inconsistencies of ups and downs and from day to day and, and, and struggles and, and victories and defeats and everything else, it's like God's mercy covers it all. Which means my inconsistencies don't matter because God's love and mercy is consistent and it's big and it covers it all. Which means that my performance doesn't have an impact on my relationship with God because God loves me all the way through it. We can't earn it. He just gives it freely, consistently. God's mercy can convert the mistakes of my past into wisdom for my future if I'll let it. 1 Corinthians 9, it says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, 
I like that, all grace. Because there's times where I need all of the grace. Having sufficiently in all things and all times that you may abound in every good work. You see, my faith is activated when I start to speak these words into my life. I don't know what your pattern's going to look like. How are you going to do this? Maybe you got a bunch of sticky notes. If you're old school and you want like pen and paper, you get some sticky notes, right? And, and, and you, maybe you got to write these verses on some sticky notes and put a few of them on your mirror in the morning. So when you're getting up you, you know, in the morning and you're thinking about your day and maybe even the failures of the last day or the challenges of the upcoming day, you can read verses off the mirror that will tell you that you serve a good God who loves you. He is for you. He's not against you. Right? You can start to, to read these verses and say, listen, I am a child of God, which makes me a, a prince or a princess. I, I am not living in down here because of, of, of what I've done. I'm living up here because of what he's done. You know, you can start to, to set your mind right. You can start to set yourself and, and start to speak the words and activate your faith. You see, speaking God's word isn't just for preachers like me or heroes like Joshua. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. If you want to activate your faith, you've got to start speaking God's word to yourself too. Because there's going to be times in life where you won't have anybody to speak into your life on a consistent basis. And if, and if your faith is dependent on somebody else speaking into your life, you're going to have ups and downs. But when you start to develop the attitude and you start to develop the, the situation, you start to develop and cultivate that faith internally, then, then you can all of a sudden start to encourage yourself. Start to encourage yourself. As you incorporate God's word into your vocabulary, the way you see your circumstances will begin to shift. Here's a few that I keep. Talk about the sticky notes and the, and the phrases. And, and these, are, these are some that, that, that I use personally, so you can steal them if you want. But it says, I'm forgiven and free from all shame and condemnation. Because when I, when I start to think about, gee, I, I didn't handle that situation well. My, my anger got out of control. I got frustrated. Or I got, listen, it says here that I'm fully forgiven and free from all shame and condemnation. Because multiple places in Scripture, it talks about how we're free from that. Listen, I act in bold faith to change the world in my generation. If you know me well, like anxiety is something that I personally have struggled with throughout my, my life. And so this is something where I am constantly trying to activate the faith in my life to overcome the anxiety that, that, that I personally wrestle with. And I know right now people who deal with anxiety, the, the world around us is certainly ramping that up. And for people who have never dealt with anxiety, even now you're starting to even wrestle with it a little bit. Because, but I want to tell you that our God is bigger than that. And that, that he can bring calm in that. It says that he's the prince of peace, which means in, in, in if you need peace, he's where you're going to get it. And it says that I have no fear. This is one I wrote down. I have no fear or anxiety. I trust in the Lord with all of my heart. Listen, my problems might be big, but my God is bigger. Right? So many times we want to look at our problems and say our problem is so big. And we say to God, God, look how big my problem is. And I just need you to help me with this problem over here. But sometimes there needs to be a shift in the way that we're approaching this. And say, no, hold up a minute. Problem? Look how big my God is. And you pale in comparison to what, how big my God is. Sometimes we get stuck looking at our problems and taking them to God. And God is saying, listen, why don't you tell your problem how big I am? Right? And so, so I have no fear or anxiety. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. And then I have no insecurity because I see myself the way God sees me. And that's all these, I have verses and I, I have it all written out and I have whole themes because, because I have to be able to speak this stuff into my life. I have to activate the faith in the areas where I'm potentially struggling at times. Church, we've got to be able to do that. 
You can't just wait for me to tune in on Sunday and hope that I speak to the issue that you may or may not be dealing with that time. Or you going on the internet looking for other preachers and other things that are happening. Hey, maybe somebody else has a topical thing on this subject. Listen, why don't you start reading the word of God and getting that into you? And when, when you find those verses that God is now bringing out into you, write them down. Stir up your faith. Speak them out. Declare them. Let, let your problems know. Let the things that you're wrestling with know how strong and big your God is. Hang on the promises of God for your life. See, we have the power to explode wrong thinking. We have the power to break free from that and to strengthen our faith and to renew our mind. And the last and final point is this. If the keyboardist would come, we're going to wrap up. Doing the word of God advances faith. Doing the word advances faith. So we've heard it and we start to speak it, but then when we do it, it advances it. Here's the thing. People don't see your faith until you start to do your faith. You might have heard it, nobody knows. You might even be speaking it. I tell you what, I do that in my car by myself with nobody else around because I feel like it's awkward and weird, <laughs> to be honest. I, I, it's, it's, it feels strange to me sometimes the, the way that, that I kind of preach to myself throughout the week and speaking God's word over my life. And so, hey, listen, when people don't see your faith until it starts to happen, until you start to do it, it's like a car. Hearing is starting the car. Speaking is putting it in drive. But doing it is actually stepping on the gas pedal and watching the car go into motion. It's like the gym. Hearing is joining the gym. Speaking is doing the workout. Doing? Well, doing is when it's swimsuit season, right? Seeing the difference in your body, seeing the, the changes that, that start to happen. People don't know that you go to the gym and work out just because you have a little tag on your keychain to let you in. People don't know that you're working out just because they don't know until they see the outward shape start to change. Let us faith, let our faith be something that people can see. Let our faith be something that is tangible, that starts to do things. James chapter two says, faith without action is dead. Faith without works is dead. <clears throat> it's not faith until we do it. Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It reminds me of the time when Peter was in the boat. Peter and the disciples were in the boat and they were traveling across the lake and, and, and then Jesus comes walking out in the water and they're all scared. They're like, who's that? It's a ghost, I don't know. And Jesus speaks out and all, the lev all 12 of them, all the disciples hear it, but yet it's only Peter that calls out and says, I wanna do it. And he starts to step out onto the water. And it's not until he steps on the water that you know the faith is in action. It's easy to talk. To talk, it's hard to walk the walk. The moment of knowing if Peter's faith was real or not was not when he said, all right, Jesus, can I come join you? No. And Jesus says, yeah, come on, let's do it. That wasn't the point. The point of, of faith in action was when he actually stepped over the boat and put his weight on the water. That's when it happened. That's when strength happened. So we hear the word, we speak the word, and we do the word. First as you hear it, then as you speak it, and then as you do it. See, our first steps matter. And when we start with what matters, it builds the foundation of faith. There was a baseball game. It was playoffs. The series was tied up. Whoever won this game was going to advance to the next round of the playoffs. It's the bottom of the ninth inning. And as a batter steps up to the bat, pitcher is pitching. He's looking, a couple of strikes. He's ready to go. He swings again. Crack. The ball goes 
way out into left field. He thinks, I've got a solid double here. It's the bottom of the ninth. We're probably going to go into extra innings. But he's running nonetheless. He rounds first base. He gets out to second base. As he's going to second, the outfielder overthrows a second baseman. And so he takes running towards third base. He can't see what's happening behind him, but he knows that the ball went the wrong direction. And as he's turning the third, the, the, the line coach is like, go home, go home, go home. And so he rounds third, and as he's going in, he sees the ball coming in as he's going to home plate, and he slides, and as he slides, his foot crosses home plate, and a fraction of a second later, the catcher catches the ball and tags him. The, the place goes bananas because they think that he just won the game, but the umpire says, you're out. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? It's like, you never touched first base. Listen, we've got to get the first things right. We've got to start to meditate. We've got to start to build the foundation. Faulty foundations aren't visible on day one. When they build the house, you don't see the faulty foundation on day one. The house looks beautiful. But it's over the course of time and the settling and the shifting and the winds that blow and the rains that come. And it's the storms of life that start to expose the, the, the faulty foundations in life. We can't miss this first step. We've got to build our life on God's word. And if we're not building our life and we don't have a foundation of faith in what we are doing, what we are building will probably fall apart. <clears throat> so church, let me pray over you this morning. Heavenly Father, God, I, I pray this morning that for everyone who's here in person and for everyone who's joining online, God, I just ask that, that you would help build a foundation of faith in every one of our lives. God, help us to be able to, um, to, be able to meditate on your word and obey it. God, help us to hear it, help us to speak it, and God, help us to do it. God, I pray for those who are watching this morning, and maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. Today can be your day. Today can be the day that you make a decision to follow Jesus. Jesus made a way for you to be in right relationship with him. And the only thing you have to say is, yes, I accept it. In fact, it's as easy as ABC. A is that you admit that you're a sinner. You admit that you are in need of a savior. You admit that, that you have fallen away from God. B, B is that you believe that Jesus is the son of God. And C is that you confess him as Lord. And so if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, it's as easy as ABC. And you would pray a prayer very similar to that. Say, God, I just admit that I need you. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and I confess him as the Lord and Savior of my life. God, help me to live after you. Help me to follow your ways. Help me to keep you as the Lord of my life all of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you made that decision, we want to know about it. We want to help you on your next steps. I want to encourage you on this new path that you're heading down. If you would just text into the office, say, decided in, we'll get a couple, a little bit of information, and we'll send you some resources to help you on your way on this new path that you are headed on. So, church, we're so glad that you came and you joined us today, both in person and online. If you're here this morning, you know that, that it's one of those situations. You can't stay, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We're doing safe COVID practices. Our lobby is shut down. We welcome everybody. If you want to hang out, you got plenty of fresh air and even some shade right out of the front door. You're welcome to hang out and socialize out there. Please keep your masks on and, 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 uh, and, and be out in the fresh air. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful week.